0: Decoding the Censorship Apparatus Used by WeChat by Eduardo Baptista Even as WeChat, an all-in-one app with over a billion users in mainland China, continues to roll out new features and functions, its restrictions on content sharing have only grown tighter over the past few years. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Inkstone Explains unravels the ideas and context behind the headlines to help you understand news about China. Information is increasingly created, shared, and consumed on a handful of social media platforms, a trend that has placed greater scrutiny in the owners and executives behind these tech behemoths, at least in the United States. As they have become more powerful globally, social media giants are trying to walk the tightrope by avoiding perceptions of censorship while corralling the spread of misinformation. In China, however, content censorship is part of the game, and is widely accepted as a cost of doing business. WeChat, an app used ubiquitously throughout China for private communication, payments, and content sharing, blocks any messages or posts deemed to violate China's laws on content regulation. These laws are often vaguely defined, from prohibiting topics that disrupt social order and stability, to anything that damages state honor and interests. In short, WeChat will censor anything that might affect the legitimacy of the Chinese Communist Party. But censorship is not just accepted by WeChat's billion-plus users. Chinese media outlets and users have developed an intuitive understanding of what can and cannot be said, and how to navigate the gray areas in between. They've also employed creative strategies, such as sharing photos of playing cards using sensitive numbers, sharing memes with hidden meanings, or manipulating the files to outwit the censors, which are often algorithms. WeChat, along with China's cyberspace authorities, ultimately decides what counts as sensitive material. Its terms of use give the company the right to block content with no obligation to explain why such a decision was made, creating a climate of self-censorship. But with over 1 billion people using the service, it begs the question, how do they pull it off? The blurry red lines. Censorship on WeChat works in two ways. The first involves an ever-growing list of sensitive terms, such as Tiananmen Square Massacre that cannot be posted or sent to other users. In 2018, when a group of Peking University students, led by feminist activist Yue Xin, joined a workers' protest in southern China, Yue's name became a sensitive term, prompting supporters to use different characters when referring to her. Posts are often filtered by algorithms that can mass-ban sensitive words at a scale no person could match. The second form of censorship involves thousands of humans, each monitoring content and manually shutting down anything that might be construed as a critique of the central authorities, especially those that deliberately avoid using sensitive terms. It's not just internal. Some of the work is outsourced to some other company. And it's not just a machine. There is definitely some kind of human reading, said Dr. Fu Qinghua, an associate professor at the University of Hong Kong's Journalism and Media Studies Center. In a research paper, Fu analyzed thousands of censored articles on WeChat and found that it's not simply overt or covert criticism that gets censored. Fu and his co-author concluded that pro-regime articles could also get censored if they draw attention to an issue that the party leadership does not want the Chinese public discussing. If the article is specific on a topic, that indicates conflict and so has a much higher probability of being censored, said Fu. Fu pointed to the U.S.-China trade war and U.S. election as two recurring topics where favorable coverage gets censored, even if the article criticized U.S. President Donald Trump's hawkish policy towards China. Taking the market Currently, no other mainstream app in China can match WeChat in terms of versatility, and the app has bullied out the competition for public discourse. Weibo, a Twitter-style microblogging site, lost a significant amount of traffic in 2014 and 2015 because of WeChat, according to Fu. Fu added that Weibo had a golden age in the early 2010s, where it provided a rare space for criticism of the country's authoritarian regime. But many people turned to WeChat because its messaging service provided a less public—and thus less dangerous—form of communication in the wake of a government crackdown on China's cyberspace. Weibo can send a message out and quickly retweet it in a short period of time. But WeChat is still a very friend-circle type of communication, within a circle, so in terms of going viral, Weibo is much more powerful than WeChat, said Fu. Weibo is still a popular source for information and news consumption, but today, people are more likely to follow WeChat public account. All national and regional Chinese news outlets use public accounts to share articles, which are delivered to the user's message box. Expanding Overseas WeChat has been criticized for overseas censorship, and the strict oversight of its users may result in the app getting banned in the U.S. WeChat accounts registered with a foreign mobile phone number, though not subject to censorship like mainland China accounts, undergo content surveillance and their activities analyzed and used to build WeChat's Chinese censorship system, according to research conducted by the University of Toronto's The Citizen Lab. Chinese diplomats can use Twitter with no hindrance except for a label indicating their affiliation with China's government. On the flip side, WeChat posts published by several embassies in China are censored if they touch on sensitive issues, according to an article on the Australian Strategic Policy Institute website. One notorious example was a censored essay published by the US Embassy's WeChat account, highlighting the unlevel playing field between Chinese diplomats and state run media outlets in the US and their counterparts working in mainland China. In August, Donald Trump signed an executive order to ban WeChat on national security grounds, stating the app automatically captures vast swaths of information from its users. The decision provoked heated debate on Twitter, the main point of contention being whether banning WeChat would help or hinder the promotion of free speech in China. Although some argued that millions of Chinese living in the U.S. self-censor in order to retain access to the app, others responded that while these immigrants have other apps at their disposal, their relatives back in China most likely do not. Regardless, longtime WeChat watcher Fu said that although effective in the short run, the app's strict censorship policies could bring about unintended consequences in the long term. We find evidence that sometimes censoring will make people more likely to post more on those topics. They're basically radicalized.